6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Let's dive into it with Tom Vernon, who is the political affairs reporter with Global News, Edmonton and Calgary. Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, so this uh, this uh, suspension of the spring mm-hmm. session, tell us about that. That news came out, the reaction starts to pour uh, right in. Lots of people scratching their heads wondering why it can't be done online or why it's even happening at all. What can you tell us? So the decision, it was announced uh, yesterday afternoon, and Jason Nixon, the government house leader, says, look, there's 87 MLAs across the province. It's probably not a good idea to have them all traveling into Edmonton and, and gathering and uh, con- considering the case count out there. Well, first of all, not all 87 are in Edmonton at any given time during this uh, stretch of, during the pandemic. Mm. They take shifts and they're not around. But uh, the NDP says this is uh, straight up, and Rachel Notley called Premier Jason Kenney a coward for doing this, says that uh, they're accusing him of hiding uh, from the issues and hiding from his own caucus members. Obviously, there's members in the UCP caucus that disagree with how the Premier is handling this pandemic. Um, but look, the government's making the point that, that, that it's simply not safe for them to be in the legislature considering the times right now. Now, what's interesting about that is, is, is the reaction coming from people saying, well, what about our elementary school kids and teachers that are going to school every day? What about restaurant workers who are working on patios? Well, one of our colleagues did an interview with uh, Dr. James Talbot today, the former um, chief medical officer of health, and he says, like, it's interesting the decision was made to put the legislature into lockdown so MLAs could be protected, but the government doesn't think it's necessary to the protect the rest of Albertans. So there's mm-hmm. the optics of it, right? That, like, well, we can't come to work because it's not safe, but all you guys go to work. So they're having a hard time on the optics here. So it'll be interesting to see how the Premier addresses that this afternoon. Well, Tom, I think they're, they've been having a hard time on the optics of this, uh, <laughs> you know, for a long time, but especially yeah. from uh, the beginning of this year. Right? That's fair to say. And to be honest with you, I said it on Friday. Uh, I think the Premier right now is damned if he does, damned if he if he doesn't. There is no... Um, he, he's really kind of at an impasse with um, what he can or might do next. It's almost that trying to please everyone is pleasing no one, right? Like taking steps, like the the measures that were announced on Friday, it's pretty clear communities that were impacted and communities that weren't impacted and and who represents a lot of these communities, right? Like Mm -hmm. communities that that weren't impacted, when you talk about that that lower level of the minimum number of cases that have to be active, well, that's that's Banff where there's a huge outbreak there. The new restrictions don't take effect there. Edmonton, Calgary, obviously there's cases here and, and, and it does take effect here, but... I mean, he doesn't have any caucus members pushing back against him from those communities, right? So there's there's the optics of that, and there's a lot of political pundits out there saying, look, he is not pleasing anyone in the decisions. I mean, I think it was Lauren Gunter wrote that that article yeah. that says that, that just it appears to be based on politics and, and mm-hmm. not, not science. Now, we're not in the conversations in that cabinet committee, and the cabinet committee met today, so we'll see what is announced today. But he is not getting... Um, well, let's put it this way. Try to remember the last time the Premier had a, a policy that, let's call it a, a win, yeah. a political win. It's, it's and it has been, it's been a long time. And look, governing during a pandemic is extremely difficult, but mm-hmm. um, there's been issue after issue, coal, curriculum, the, the travel scandal over Christmas, uh, that, the handling of the pandemic. He's, he's, not had a, he's not had a run of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, a, a lot of people will be texting and said, well, it's, you know, all, all the federal government's uh, fault for, you know, not the vaccine procurement, all of that. But I mean, this has sure. been going on, so, you know, that you know, and, and let's be real, vaccine is, is a huge part of all of this, but we can't, the, the way that the goalposts have been moving as far as how we're dealing with this pandemic um, have, you know, it's been, it's been startling to see. I'm wondering why they couldn't have done, um, you know, this session online. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure about the um, the technical capabilities of that. Okay. I've, uh, I've not really had any conversations on that. But I mean, we've seen federal parliament move to mm-hmm. a lot of virtual, and and they do committee meetings here virtually. I'm just I, I just don't know if. Um, the house is set up for that so i I can't speak confidently on on those mechanics and no i think uh the the house leader uh jason nixon said you know house could be recalled if there was an emergency do you Mm -hmm. wonder what 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 those emergencies what circumstances would those be well if i mean if there's a piece of legislation that needs to be passed i mean it'd be the same as, as last year when we were in this where look there's some things that have come up that we need to pass to to get us through the pandemic to make changes for public health measures and that um, they could call back the House and, and debate a bill and have it passed. And the NDP brought one up today. Look, Rachel Notley came out today and said it's time for the Premier to uh, truly take enforcement seriously. And they made a, yeah. a series of recommendations, triple the current fines for individuals mm-hmm. um, that were, were breaking the COVID-19 guidelines, pointing to the, the rodeo in Bowdoin, right? Um, it, it can create specific fines for any individual that obstructs the enforcement of public health orders, stuff like that. Now, this would need plate mm-hmm. of action. And she said, call us back. We'll help you pass these measures. So um, obviously the NDP, they're they're good at politics too, and they're putting these ideas out there and saying, all you have to do is come back to work. (laughs) So... Yeah, you know, and, and there's been there's been some interesting blowback as well with the use of uh, that uh, that emergency alert that went out uh, Friday mm-hmm. afternoon. Now, Premier Kenny did mention that he was going to use it in that news conference the day before, but uh, I mean, I think you know, and, and, and some of my listeners have have said, well, well, Jay, we we are in, a, in an emergency, but my point was, but nothing that was put in that alert uh, was new from the day before. It's just been it's just been some, uh, you know, in my opinion, some really odd decisions uh, being made over the past uh, number of weeks. And everything is, has been politicized. And yes. that's just the way politics has gone here, is where even the use of the emergency alert system has been politicized. I don't know about you, but I, I got a flood of emails of this, this form letter. I'm not sure who organized it, but this form letter going off against the use of this emergency management from a, a number of different mm-hmm. people. And I, I think part of that is politicized. I mean, some of that is people who see restrictions as you know an unnecessary um, infringe, infringement on their freedoms. Well, they see this uh, emergency alert coming out to their phones. And, and I mean, it's like, look, I'm a U2 fan. It was like when the U2 album got <laughs> downloaded onto everybody's phones. Like, Leave me alone. I don't want to hear about this, right? So there's a lot of that happening. It's a good album, by the way. Um, and, and people on the other end saying, well, yeah, you're sending a note out, but you haven't done strong enough restrictions. So it's yeah. back in that position where he's kind of standing in the middle of two sides that say, yeah. you're either not going far enough or you're, you're going too far. And he's not pleasing anybody. No, and and it's you know the comment that uh, everything is being politicized, but it but it is, but it's being politicized as well um, from the political parties themselves mm-hmm. and from the leaders yeah. themselves. It's not just you know from you know the the pundits or no. uh, the papers or everything. It is all the way across the board. That's that's where we are at this point in this pandemic. Um, you know his reaction, the premier's reaction to this no more lockdowns rodeo outside of. Bowden, what about 2,000 people there, full defiance of the, the public uh, health regulations. I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, what's going on with enforcement? You talked about the NDP um, wanting to have stiffer stiffer fines, all of that sort of thing, but at the end of it all, it just, it needs to be enforced. You can have the toughest fines all you want, but if you don't have anyone out there willing to say, oh, hey, guys, you guys are breaking the rules, um, here's your thing, then you're screwed. I mean, it's just, you know, you can't put the apple 
example, or the horse before the court, or the cart before the horse, right? Remember back in the uh, the fall where there were those restaurants and they were going against public health measures, and you know AHS, AHS went in and issued notices and said, yeah, we're going to take it to this and that. And then when the restrictions were lifted, they're all removed, right? So there was yeah. there was at that time people going, okay, so they broke it, and then there were no consequences, and now we get to to this point here. So. Um, I'm not working on the story. My colleague Lisa's working on the story. I said, oh, so where are we at when it comes to enforcement of this? There's a lot of people asking, yes. is this happening? And she says, well, Alberta Health Services says they're considering legal options and they're disappointed by what happened. And the RCMP say, well, we're taking our lead from Alberta Health Services. So it, it's that, you know, that, that old um, is it giffy jiffy of Spider-Man kind of pointing back and forth at each other. <laughs> I mean, we've been going through this for months. It's, I'll talk to them. Well, no, yeah. maybe talk to them. So it's, that's, that's where a lot of frustration is. And you hear a lot of frustration. I mean, you speak to people every day of, you know, not just frustration from people with restrictions, but frustration from people looking at events like what happened in Bowdoin, the, the events, mm-hmm. what happened at Grace Life Church and how long it took for mm-hmm. the fences to go up around it and what that all led to, and this yeah. apparent lack of of cracking down. And it's um, it, it's put us right into this position where, you know, to all those people, they, they didn't have a second thought of going to this, this rodeo to, to voice their displeasure because mm-hmm. I think many of them thought that they were going to get a fine. Um, no. So it okay. cares to see. It, it cares to see how in the days ahead this is all handled. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, it has uh, not. There has not been a dull moment uh, mm-hmm. on on your beat over the past uh, year and a half, my friend. Tom, thanks for checking in. Thanks for the conversation. Always appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Anytime.